guys, welcome back to the third episode about companion animal behavior. Today we'll be talking more about the mental health side of animals, and we'll also be talking about a lot about stress today. And my mom is here to talk with us again. Hey everybody! So, I have a little abbreviation or I don't really know what the word is for it, but this sentence, all the letters... Spell stress. Spell stress, yeah. yeah. So it's situations that release emergency signals for survival. That's cool. Yeah, so there's essentially three types of stress that people, us, and, and animals can go through. So physical, psychological, and behavioral. So physical can be caused due to fatigue or injury. Okay, so I get a lot of injuries and stress from fatigue. (laughs) Um, Psychological, due to hunger, thirst, or temperature. And behavioral, due to the environment or unfamiliar people and or surroundings. So I watch a lot of videos about rescue dogs and when they're in a new um, home, usually the foster home, they're really stressed out in their new home. For at least the first couple days. Yeah, and some of them I've seen for a few weeks, Mm. and that would be unfamiliar people and surroundings. Yeah. So, in, yeah, so like you said, animals undergoing stress will likely show aggression, maybe this could be um, different for all animals, but the aggression is not intended to be mean or harmful. It's just, it's just their survival instincts. And maybe they're trying to communicate that they, you need to back off. Yeah, and just give them their space. But not all animals will stress about the same thing. So I was, while I was researching this topic, I found a study that was done and showed um, Nibian ibex and they perceived increased tourism as risky while Samango monkeys like to use human observers kind of as shields against their predators so they were eating much more food when their guards, their people were nearby but there are a bunch of things that we as people can do to make our our pets stress on a daily so there's like there's a bunch of things that we can do that will stress them out but one thing would be looking into a dog's eyes like staring right into their eyes yeah so dogs are highly social animals and making direct eye contact is often behavior in like establishing a challenge or or dominance so staring in their eyes would make them feel uncomfortable I wonder if a lot of people know that and it depends how they how how you can read your dog's body language he might you know bow their heads look away or look away or even try to leave yeah leave or there's a word that I'm looking for like challenge ta- challenge it you know what I mean right but um how we act around our dogs can also be a stress factor factor so separation anxiety is also very very common in dogs 
Um, some more than others. And like our Charlie? Yes. <laughs> so Charlie hates when we leave the house. Well, especially Dad. Yeah, especially especially when Dad goes out. He really, really hates to be alone. And so he will run around to all the windows before we leave. And he hates that routine every morning. Yep. And I'm pretty sure he howls. He sometimes does when I'm home and he doesn't know that I'm home. But I haven't really heard him do that in a while. He used to. Oh, yeah. But some common symptoms of separation anxiety would include, like, urinating and defecating. Whoa, the defecating. Do you remember when Charlie was pooping on the floor (laughs) back when school started and everybody was out of the house for the first time in two months? I think that was more of, like... I don't know if that was that was separation stress. anxiety. That was, was stress. It? Oh, I think so. Because he, but he never really does that anymore. No, but and we've that's been that, home. he's never done that when he was a puppy either. No, but I think he had a couple of hard Septembers when everybody left the house. Oh, oh yeah, the September's always hard. But um, and then barking and howling, which he does All the a time. lot, and then chewing, digging, and or destruction of the house. <laughs> Well, Charlie doesn't chew much He's except never... for to get our attention, but I know people who have dogs that have chewed the couch and dug through the walls and ate the drywall. I know. Because their master left Remember, the Remember Sarah's dog? Oh, yes. What was? Penny. Yeah. And she chewed through the doors? Yep. And they do that because they can't stand being alone and they're stressed. Yep. So, like we said, everything that we have said... Um, all depends on the dog. So, like, Charlie has never really been interested in in chewing our furniture, the no. curtains. No, even Even when he was younger, like, he's never really... Nope. He never was really interested in that. Not a chewer, no. But some ways to help separation anxiety would be, like, counter-conditioning. So, this is a treatment process that helps reduce stress by changing the animal's fearful or anxious reaction into a pleasant and react and relaxed one so it's done by associating the sight or feared situation with something good or pleasant that they like so so what kind of an example i wonder so like food if your dog's very food driven okay or a toy or okay so maybe if you're leaving the house to leave the favorite toys out yeah or like remember when we would put charlie in the crate you would put, like, peanut butter in there yep. and a bone. Yep. And that didn't really help. <laughs> no, but I think... Because he was so upset. I think it's well, that was the cage, but I think once he was left out, out in the house without being restricted, then he was fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He likes having his freedom. Definitely. But, um... Yeah, so... This is done by changing the animal's fearful or anxious reaction into a pleasant one. So, over time, the animal learns that whatever they fear is, like, a precursor for good things. Okay. That's cool. So, like, if, for example, if we were to put Charlie in his crate, he would know that he's going to get a bone. Or a treat, right? Or peanut butter. And if a dog didn't like the car, maybe he could get treats as he enters the car. Like we do with Winnie. Right. Um, but the best thing to do is just learn your dog's body language overall. 
knowing when your dog is uncomfortable or scared can help you and your dog or any pet avoid any negative experiences or you could use them as positive training like the counter conditioning but something that you shouldn't do when dogs suffer from separation anxiety is over exaggerate when you leave the house so saying like like what like what dad does oh it's gonna be okay i'll be back soon i love you so much i'm coming home soon it's not gonna be long that just makes your dog think oh my gosh he's never gonna come back yeah like dogs don't really understand what you're saying but they they take that emotion as you're never coming back because if you were to say that if you were to tell someone goodbye forever that's how you'd be upset you'd be saying those types of things so maybe just leave quietly yeah or just just keep it keep it plain and simple just okay see you later have a good day now i've heard that you're supposed to arrive home um, quietly too, that you're not supposed to come home and say, "Ooh, I missed you so much," and because then that gets them. It it creates it makes them it it creates like a big deal, and it's like, oh my god. Well, then they start. Jumping. It's a mir- It's a miracle yeah. that you came back. Right, and then they start jumping and acting crazy. So you're supposed to kind of I wouldn't say ignore, but just just like kind of ignore them. Until like don't acknowledge down. them until they settle down until they settle down and then then, then you up. can appraise them because that that's also going to teach them oh he's not going to give me or she's not going to give me attention until i settle down when i'm excited yeah and when i'm when i'm jumping i should be i have a, i should have all four feet on the ground mm. so that's another way to train your dog that's what i try to do with winnie but I didn't really see her often, so it didn't really work. No, you need to do that over time. But yeah, so another way to help separation anxiety is to just give them structure. Give them a routine, and that can help keep their mind busy. Like, give rules to follow. But don't be, I wouldn't say be mean. Like, don't, don't like, say no, 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 no to everything. But just just so he has structure, and with that structure, he can become confident, or she, but they can become confident that, okay, well, if I wait a little longer, this is gonna, it's okay, you know? Definitely. And maybe leave a comfortable spot. I know Charlie likes to have his little spot at the window, so if you leave a dog where he can't see anything all day, I think that Mm -hmm. adds to their stress. Oh, yeah. It helps Charlie pass the day. Just watching well, watch. traffic and watching other people walk by. Well, and, and he'll like and he'll like switch from like the spot in our living room mm-hmm. into the spare room on the bed, mm-hmm. and he'll switch and he'll lay on the floor against or by the door, yeah, or on top of the stairs by the door. But yeah, that's all we have for today. Thanks for tuning in. We have I think one more episode or maybe two, depending. But we'll see you guys later. See you later, guys.